Three, two, one, and I'm back. Oh, and listeners, you guys will enjoy hearing this. Julie is not going to be on the podcast today because guess what? She has to finish her CE, which is due. <laughs> she was procrastinating it. So for those of you who have Julie as a coach, make sure you nudge her a little bit about that. And so she is literally studying and taking tests for the rest of today. So I was going to do the podcast by myself. Now, this podcast is going to be more about what we're going to be talking about um, this upcoming week. And I've been getting a lot of emails and texts. I get I don't know. It's hard to know. I don't even count. I don't want to know <laughs> per week as far as numbers. It's maybe not 100, but it's it's right up there. And all those um, forms of communication, I always do my best to try to um, reciprocate with a good, thoughtful answer. And I have to say, a lot of the emails and texts and communications I've been getting of late have all been circulating around the feeling of overwhelm, the feeling of not having clear direction in your business and your personal life. And a lot of you guys have been writing these long emails to me and these long messages. I got one in text that, I mean, I don't know how you had that, whoever sent that text, I won't say your name, but it probably took this person, assuming they didn't use the audio transcribe, if they used their thumbs, they probably were writing that text for a good 30 minutes. <laughs> but it was very thought provoking for me because it made me realize that uh, Julie and I on our podcast need to be drilling down more on helping you guys psychologically through the transition from one year to the next. And we really drill down a lot, obviously, on taking action because at, at our core and really at everyone's core, that is what matters most. It's not what you say, it's what you do. Don't judge a person by what they say, judge them by actually what they do. And so we always go back to that. And we don't like to really, you know, we don't like to wade around too much in the whole mindset world because the problem with that is it, fundamentally there's nothing wrong with the mindset realm, the self-improvement world. But the problem with it ultimately, and I've seen this happen countless times, is agents will or humans will basically check out um, emotionally, mentally, and then financially because they're busily, busily working on their mindsets. And then they start going to different, you know, down different rabbit holes and then, you know, years pass and then they come back out and they realize that, you know, financially they haven't moved the needle for themselves. And even though their mindset now, or at least what they think about their mindset is different, nothing has really changed of any significance in their lives. And so that's the reason we don't spend a lot of time on that. I know everyone else does, um, but we don't. And the reason we don't, again, is because at the end of the day, we are your business coaches and it's our job to help you help others and make money. It's our job to give you the skills necessary so that you guys can then go out into the marketplace and be of service to other people. Because we know, and I think a lot of you longtime listeners and coaching clients know, that ultimately, if you want a strong, powerful mindset, it comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And sometimes that means, you know, learning the skills that are necessary so that you can go out there and be of service to other people. And when you attach all those thoughts together, you will find that your mindset is unstoppable. And ultimately, whatever negative mindset you had, that mindset's going to melt away because you'll feel incredibly powerful because you know you're being serviced to other people. You'll feel purposeful. You'll feel your heart and your mind and your spirit will be so full of intention and meaning and purpose that you will be never have you'll never have an issue with your mindset again. Um now, with that said, it is very possible uh, especially for high achievers to feel the occasional bout of feeling overwhelmed. And so that's what I want to talk with you guys about this week because these are the types of emails I've been receiving. I'm not going to read any um but summarizing, that's what the messaging has primarily been about. People looking for direction, people feeling a little overwhelmed. So I'm going to start by telling you guys a story. And this just happened to Julie and I uh, yesterday. <laughs> and it was, uh, this actually took me by surprise. 
So as a lot of you guys know, we live in Puerto Rico. We moved here last year, um, late summer. And so we spent our first Christmas in Puerto Rico, which is very nice because Puerto Ricans, nobody celebrates the holidays um, more than Puerto Ricans do. The Puerto Ricans will celebrate um, Christmas starting about the day, well, really the second after Halloween. It'll go through, traditionally it goes through, I think, end of January. And there are parties all the time and there's just celebrations of different Catholic, um, you know, just it's amazing. And it's a truly special, wonderful uh, place to be for the holidays. That was our experience last year. Well, this year, of course, because of COVID and whatnot, who knows how it's actually going to be. But there was a there's a beautiful mall. I know if you've not been to San Juan, some of this uh, might surprise you. But San Juan itself is an amazing, beautiful city. Combination of uh, sort of the posters and the you know postcards that you can think of. If you've ever been on a cruise that always stops in San Juan, so you see you see old historic San Juan. But then there's a, another part of um, San Juan or Puerto Rico that is emerging from I think a lot of long-term, uh, really recessionary issues. You know, Maria certainly didn't help, things like that. But you don't hear about all the good things that are happening in Puerto Rico. And there are many, many good things happening in Puerto Rico. Um, and there's actually a lot of people that are starting new businesses and a lot of, you know, just amazing construction that's happening. Puerto Rico, in my mind, or at least part of Puerto Rico, appears to be well on its way Becoming sort of like a mini Miami, if you want to think of it that way, just because the amount of, again, the money and the energy and the effort that's going into redeveloping Puerto Rico is pretty extraordinary, like nothing I've ever seen before outside of possibly Miami. I remember when Julie and I, we used to, when we sold real estate, we'd go to Miami in uh, the winters occasionally. And then now uh, when you go to Miami, it looks completely different. And that's inside 20 years. I suspect Puerto Rico is going to be the same way. But back to my story, there's this really cool mall called the Mall of San Juan. And uh, we like to go there to buy stuff for Zoe mostly, right? You know, she's uh, growing so fast and she's seven and she's, she's going to be seven on um, January 1st, right? She's, she was a New Year's Day baby. And so Julie and I are obviously always trying to basically keep her in clothes that fit and shoes and whatnot. It's, it, we thoroughly enjoy it. Hopefully you guys, have, you know, hit, you've experienced children and you know what a blessing that is. So we go to the mall yesterday, and I realize uh, as I walk in, I'm seeing Christmas decorations, which, you know, that by itself shouldn't surprise anybody, right? But what really surprised me was the emotional response I had to those Christmas decorations because I realized that I, the last time Julie and I were in that mall, seeing those same Christmas decorations was basically in November of last year, really November, December of last year before the pandemic, before all that. We had not been to that mall since last year in the holidays. And so walking into that mall again and having been there essentially last year, this time last year, was almost overwhelming. It was surreal because it's like we missed a whole year. And I thought to myself, well, now I'm sort of like vibing with all these emails and these communications I'm getting from all of you guys because maybe you're feeling the same way too. Maybe a lot of you are sort of experiencing this sort of bizarro parallel universe, emotional sort of unraveling and and you're and you're not knowing necessarily what to do or what direction to go in. So I wrote down, actually I worked on this for the past two days for you guys. I wrote down, I think it ended up being close to 20 different points, things that I are I'm hoping are gonna have an impactful um, you know, result in your life. And the goal with these things is is to help you reposition your mind for what probably will be another wackadoodle year. I mean, let's just be honest. Now, if you're listening to this for the first time, um, our podcast for the first time, know that um, we do have firm belief that next year and the probably for the next five years are going to be the best run of real estate for a, maybe a whole generation. There's so many 
amazingly powerful, positive things that are happening overall that's going to reinforce housing. And it, it does not matter who the president is. It does not matter really anything. There's so much uh, momentum behind a continued housing boom that it's entering into this realm of really a historical you know, there's nothing like it you can compare it to. If you compare, if you look at demographics, and then if you look at all the differing things with regards to you know baby boomers downsizing, the the younger generation starting to fam, uh, you know family formation things, but then you add to it the fact that the government's putting so much money behind um, the economy, and both it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican, everyone wants to reinforce housing because really housing has been proven to be one of the best long-term creators of uh, generational wealth. Uh, that's really housing at the end of the day. That's the gift that it really truly is, especially these last five years, right? In some of your markets, you're seeing appreciation or, you know, what's going to eventually become inflation, like n nothing we've ever seen before. It's extraordinary. Julie was telling me in Columbus, Ohio, where we used to sell real estate, um, that houses in some cases are appreciated 20% year over year. Uh, I know that just, is, I can't even wrap my mind around that. <laughs> you know, it's just extraordinary. But what's going on? I mean, it's not because it is obviously created by demand, but the demand's created by uh, mortgage rates. And it makes complete sense. And Julie and I are 100% behind the whole idea of living debt free. The, you know, the whole Dave Ramsey philosophy of money makes complete sense. But here's where you start to have to sort of think through whether or not having a house paid off, for example, makes sense. Because right now it's possible to get a mortgage for less than 3%. That's never happened before, at least not in my lifetime. I don't think anyone's lifetime. I think that's the lowest interest, interest rates have ever been ever, like, you know, ever. <laughs> and with that in mind, if you can lock in a long-term 30-year fixed interest rate for less than 3%. And at the same time, your house, the house that you purchase is appreciating, and I'm going to give you a different word for it, uh, inflating uh, by more than 3%. Effectively, the interest on that loan is going to be more than paid for by the inflation or the appreciation of the house you're living for free. So Again, this is really kind of an interesting time historically. So it does make complete sense to me that you're going to see a absolute momentum, uh, you know, com continuing to increase at unprecedented levels for at least the near future. Let's call it five years, maybe even longer. Um, and so what will cause that to change? Interest rates rising, that would cause that to change. Banks putting over, you know, more overlays on mortgages, causing it harder, you know, making it harder for people to get mortgages. That would certainly, you know, that would certainly rock the boat. But other than that, demographically, um, you know, in terms of the number of people that are going to be in the housing market, that's not going to change. That's actually going to increase. So overall, guys, you're in the right place at the right time in the right industry. So be thankful that your past version of yourself was smart enough to get a real estate license, right? Now what really matters is that you do take the right actions. But that isn't what necessarily what today's show is about. Today's show is acknowledging the fact that the last 12 months for all of us, and no one's immune from this, has been emotionally some of the most stressful time of our lives. Um, now, here's an interesting little way to frame this out. Many of you, especially coaching clients, have had your best year financially, even though you are in lockdown for two or three months, even though you you know, were having to walk on thin ice for maybe a little bit financially. Maybe all those things did happen to you. But overall, we have you know thousands of coaching clients and show listeners that are at the other end of this year and rolling into 2021, having had their best years ever. Um, and that will continue. I 100% believe that it's going to continue. Now, there might be, again, there might be some ebbs and flows and some false starts and some, you know, just different market gyrations. But overall, again, you are incredibly fortunate to have a real estate license. Now take action on what your um, the market has to offer you, which is going to be incredible abundance. But 
there still has been a lot of fear and loathing and stress and all kinds of you know, depression issues that have happened in the economy. And again, I'm not going to ever, and Julie and I will never talk about politics on our podcast, uh, but here's really the truth. These lockdowns, the human cost uh, in terms of just, you know, obvious financial devastation, but even the health devastations, there's been different studies that are starting to be released, mostly out of Europe, that are predicting what the long-term negative ramifications of, of COVID is going to be. Again, not being political, so please don't think I'm a, you know this way or that way of the lockdown situation. I'm certainly not going to ever talk about that. But if you look at, for example, you know people who procrastinate health procedures, uh, how about this? This is another interesting thing. What's going to happen to all the kids who basically have had to essentially take a different direction in their educations and maybe won't have the same level of socialization. I don't know. I mean, you can just throw spitballs and guess what the long-term ramifications of this are going to be forever. Um, but stress-wise, what it caused, you know, it's causing a lot of people to feel overwhelmed. Even if you had your best year ever, even if your family is in a better place than you've ever been before, you're having to be essentially uh, surrounded by people constantly that aren't necessarily in the same fortunate position as you are. Or maybe you are in a situation where you do feel emotionally on your heels. Maybe you do feel financially on your heels and you're not knowing necessarily what direction to go. So when I was writing these points, I was writing these points with the idea that I know a vast majority of our coaching clients especially have had one wonderful years and have, you know, basically are um, incredibly grateful and mindful of the fact that other people didn't necessarily fare as well, especially uh, people in other industries. Uh, And yeah, so here are the points, and I'm going to go through just the first one first. And then I want you to think about this, and maybe I'll get to the second point as well. This isn't going to be a long show because I want to talk about these points throughout the week with you guys. Um, But what I'm hoping you take from this is I'm hoping you take ultimately some survival tactics where you can start doing in the last 45 days of this this year. I want you to start doing a little bit of introspective uh, exploration into your own psyche and give yourself an opportunity to take a breath because you need to have your mental uh, house in order as we roll into the new year. Again, don't assume that 2020 is going to be an aberration. Generally speaking, when you see little oddities like, you know, the pandemic, the, even after the pandemic, even after the vaccine is, you know, everyone's got the vaccine, everything's you know returned to normal, there are still going to be long-term ramifications. Businesses aren't going to come back. There's no amount of, you know, financial help the government's ever going to be able to uh, provide that's going to cause the businesses. In the mall uh, that we were in yesterday, for example, um, we were walking pa- past, boarded up, you know, wasn't boarded up literally, but you know how they do it in nice malls where essentially there used to be a store there. It's not there anymore. I would say from the looks of it, probably 50% of the stores were not there anymore. They had pretty pictures on the windows, but there was no business there anymore. Um, And there, there was like one restaurant that was still open and things like that. You guys are experiencing all this too. Those things don't come back. It, well, maybe they'll come back in different manifestations, but at the end of the day, it costs too much money to start a business again that's lost that much revenue. And so this is going to be one of the, this is a long-term cycle that's going to create a lot of uncertainty for in a lot of people's lives. And again, if you play your cards right and you're the real estate industry, you're going to find a lot of increased opportunities for you because one thing that did come out of this pandemic, maybe the only good thing, well, aside from you know, Zoom and Verbella and, you know, these different types of things. There's certainly been a lot of new technologies that have been allowed to, um, I think, go to levels they otherwise wouldn't have had there not been a pandemic. There's going to be all kinds of really, I think, 
glorious things actually that'll happen as a result. People are coming untethered to belief structures about having to live in cities they'd otherwise not want to live in. You're going to see that rural communities, they're going to start taking off, especially with the advent of faster broadband, satellite-based mostly. You know, Thank Elon Musk for that. All these things we talk about on our Sunday podcast normally. So we do, and Julie and I are natural optimists, but we're cautiously optimistic, I would say, but we're more on the optimistic side. As we look forward, we think that there's going to be more positive that's going to come out of this than negative. But that really might not actually be obvious for a long time. In the short run, you're going to be having to deal with a lot of uncertainty. There's going to be a lot of bifurcation in the country, a lot of bifurcation in the real estate market. Uh, There's going to be a lot of bifurcation um, in the agent world as well as agents who are not really adapting quick enough to what the new market's going to demand. They're the ones that unfortunately they're going to needlessly suffer. You know, Julie and I have been doing sort of informal studies on why there seems to be a higher rate of agency failing out of the industry faster. We have our theories, but really at the end of the day, it all comes back down to the agents that are willing to do the real work and the agents that aren't, the agents that are looking for shortcuts, the agents that are, you know, frankly, not here to be of service to other people. They're the ones that are going to suffer the most because the old market, what what it took to be successful really for the last maybe even 15 years, well, probably 12 years, has been who you know. A lot of it's been predicated on who you know. This new market's going to be based on what you know. And that's going to really rock the boat for a lot of people that are unwilling to adapt. I mean, you can probably at this point, you're intuitively feeling that. You're seeing all these external pressures uh, coming from different places. Um, and you're, you know, you're wondering, how do, can, can you adapt? Can you change? Maybe some of you are saying, well, I'm too old to adapt. I'm too, you know, something like that. You're creating this head junk about your ability to uh, really compete in the in the future iteration of real estate, and you absolutely can. But the first thing you got to do is you got to uh, understand, and this is my first point, that you're not alone. Many are feeling overwhelmed and feeling that way, especially after this wackadoodle year. That's completely normal. <laughs> Julie and I on the Sunday show normally have fun making fun of what an insane world this year was. But if you think back of all the crazy things from the murder hornets to the you know, increase in UFO sightings. Uh, if Again, if this is your first podcast you've listened to, uh, normally we're much more drilled down on our podcast. That's the reason it's the number one daily listen to podcast for real estate agents. Um, but yeah, I mean, in a normal world, um, and a, a normal, you know, you wouldn't have had all the different crazy things that were affecting. Mean, guys, remember before the uh, election, they were talking about this supposed asteroid that was just going to essentially skim the surface of the earth or whatever. I don't know what happened with that story. Um, but there were so many things. Oh, and by the way, there was politics. And then there was all the riots. And then there was all the financial stress. And then there was the pandemic. And then, right? Long list of wackadoodle stuff. Enough to motivate uh, Netflix miniseries authors uh, and writers for probably the next 100 years with all the things that have come out of. Uh, it's like five uh, sort of dystopian movies all wrapped into one. That's what 2020 was. But we're entering into a new year. Uh, you've made it. And so that's the number one thing. you got to realize that you many are feeling overwhelmed and feeling overwhelmed is normal. You felt this way before, and I want you to realize this. You felt this way before. If you're feeling overwhelmed, you have felt this way in your life before, and you worked through it. So know that if you are feeling a little without direction, that's called normal again, especially after this year. And what I'm going to, what Julie and I are going to do this week is we're going to drill down on different things you can do to get your head junk cleared out, and so you can start loading in the new iOS. And I had this analogy; it sort of just came to me. Julie and I just got new iPhones. And, um, you know, it's kind of fascinating, the uh, process of loading in a new operating system. And I was just thinking, you know, I'm 50. 
I was thinking, how many different times have I loaded in new operating systems? Sometimes voluntarily, sometimes just because I had, I was forced to change really quick for some, you know, some external reason. And so the answer is hundreds of times, maybe thousands of times, and you guys are the same way. I mean, you move, you get married, you have a kid, you change careers, you know, your career goes up, your career goes down, different things are, you know, that's all requiring a different operating system, right? Different versions of your iOS, if you think of it that way. Um, and so I got to thinking, I wonder how much of the stress and the overwhelm people in general feel, because when they load in their new iOS, there's still fragments of their old operating system that's still bogging the system down. Like you want to think a new way. You want to feel more optimistic. You want to you know, look forward and not necessarily have all these mooring lines tied to some of these limiting beliefs about yourself. And yet there they are, and they're holding you back, and they're causing you not to think bigger. They're causing you not to really embrace uh, this amazing opportunity that you have for the next at least five years in the real estate market, right? Psychologically, if you don't move those things out of your way, you're going to not absolutely not be in a mental, emotional, and then financial uh, place to receive the bountiful gifts from being of service to other people that you could otherwise be experiencing. So that's how you have to think of this. So when I'm going through these points this week, think in terms of the fact that you have been through probably one of the most stressful years of your life. And so has the world, not just your neighborhood or your family, but the entire globe has been through what has been an extraordinarily stressful year. And it's okay for you to be a little introspective and say, you know what? I may have had a good year financially. I may have, you know, maybe I wasn't directly affected by some of the horribleness that happened this year, but the people around me probably were. And so maybe I've absorbed sort of the sidestream stress from other people. And it's okay if I give myself a little bit of break. Matter of fact, I'll go a step further and say that you have to give yourself a little bit of a break. Otherwise, again, you're not going to leave room for the new operating system, which will be 2021, which is coming whether you want it or not. So there's nothing wrong uh, with you or your mindset. You've got to understand that. There is something in your mindset and approach that needs to be retasked. Uh, so when you're feeling overwhelmed, your life isn't falling apart. Your thoughts are. Feeling overwhelmed, stress in general, uh, is a symptom of spending too much time in your head or in the past or in the future. Now, I want you to think about that. That's a very interesting, I don't remember where I originally learned that, but it really is true. So when you meet people that seem a little bit, again, we'll just stick with the word overwhelmed, but really stress in general, it's because they're spending too much time thinking about the past, which they can't change, and they're, or they're thinking about uh, the future too much, which they, can't, which they can't change. In other words, they're not present. And so I've spent many, many times uh, in much effort trying to describe the importance of presence. And so I'll go back to another story because this really makes the point. Um, when was the last time you actually felt truly present, like your mind wasn't meandering into the future or the past? Because those are the two different. Those are the two general directions that an, an un sort of unpresent mind meanders into the future or into the past. In both places, by the way, are uh, usually associated with worry. Um, and again, you're sort of figuring out and trying to think about too much of usually it's bad things that happened in the past or you're worried about something in the future, right? Isn't that really the constant state that many people are in that you know? Look at the things that people talk about, right? Look at the news stories. Well, actually, don't look at the news stories. But just generally speaking, look at the things you're attracted to. You're attracted to um, reading or intaking things that will put your mind in a non-present state. So just for a second, I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you truly felt present, where you truly were where you were in your 
you know, in your physicality. You were physically where you were. Your mind wasn't thinking about anything else. You weren't feeling all those, you know, stress hormones firing off in your body. You were just there. You know, sometimes it's with animals, right? Sometimes it's with children. I know Zoe gives that to Julie and I, but maybe you don't have those experiences. So here's what I thought about. Every single one of you, and again, start with the question is, when's the last time you truly felt present? I want you to think back the last time you were, and hopefully you've had this experience, you were in a totally and completely uh, foreign place to you. Now, ideally, it would be a foreign country where nothing smells the same, looks the same, sounds the same. Look, you know, everything's completely different. If you've had that experience before, you'll know what I'm, the point I'm trying to make. When you are in a completely foreign environment where none of your senses is, is familiar with what the hell's going on, right? You're, you, people don't look like you remember them, you know, that, how they look back in, you know, Columbus, Ohio, in my case. You know, they don't talk like it. They don't dress like it. They don't, you know, nothing's the same. The air smells different. The buildings look different. The food looks different. Everything's different. When you're in that environment, you are forced to be present. Because you don't know, you're unfamiliar and your your body is in, a, in sort of this heightened state of wanting to you know feel secure or at least wanting to basically intake all that's around you. So don't put yourself in, mentally with this description in a place of feeling fearful. That isn't what I was uh, trying to impress upon you. But you are, your senses are so excited. You're, you're, it's firing off everywhere. Your, your brain, your, you know, everything is just 100% intaking all these incredible experiences of where you are. Hopefully you've had an experience like that. Now, I know some of you haven't traveled outside the United States, so maybe you haven't had a real, you know, I think a real uh, drilled down experience like that. But for those of you who have, I think you know what I'm talking about. You may have had an experience like that, by the way. Maybe if you had uh, really good food before, or maybe you have, you, you guys understand. So please try to understand that that state of presence is where when you're feeling overwhelmed, you should get back to. And there are mental, there's sort of, there's several different ways that you can essentially um, mentally put yourself back there. And there's some, and we're going to talk about this on the show this week. And there's also several ways you can do that through, you know, I think um, low level meditation and things like that. But I'm going to go through this week, everything from journaling uh, to just real practical and tactical things you can do that will keep yourself in that state of presence. Because the miracle and the beautiful thing about being in that state of presence is that that's a place where overwhelm and stress can't coexist. Um, and if you can, at least for a second, remember what it feels like to be in that state of presence, and then you'll notice at hopefully that same second how the feeling of overwhelm, you still you, you now recognize it. So again, the point of what I'm uh, hopefully helping you guys with today is acknowledge the fact that you are carrying around probably a bigger psychological burden than you recognize. And it is a great idea for you to uh, essentially to indeed recognize it and then to make sure you're not carrying that into next year. Because if you are, that's going to be an added burden that will inhibit your ability to make the most of next year. It's just like carrying a weight. And as the weight uh, stays on your shoulders, it gets heavier and heavier and heavier. So start by asking yourself, when was the last time you actually felt present? hopefully maybe now, right? Maybe we've lucked out. <laughs> maybe some of my words have resonated with you to such a point where you're actually feeling present with me right now. I'm actually feeling that as I talk to you guys. And that's one of the reasons I like doing this podcast. Frankly, that's one of the reasons I love doing coaching calls. Because when I'm in those states, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm not screwing around with my computer. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm just listening to what the other person says. It's cathartic. It's Again, it's one of the beautiful things about being a coach. It's the reason that, frankly, we still do it. Um, and again, this show, I feel the same 
same way. I can't think about anything else when I'm doing this podcast and when Julie and I are doing it especially because if either one of us do, you guys can tell because we're not there. We don't sound the same. We don't feel the same to you. Um, and that's something that I need you to realize is that's a power. So if you can allow yourself to just for a moment sense that uh, sense of presence, when you slap, slip back into a normal state, which is probably not a state of being present, there's probably, it's probably more of the living in the past, living into the future state that most people experience, um, then you're going to recognize the weight. Then you're going to actually feel it. And then once you feel it, then you're going to realize that's something you don't necessarily want in your life anymore. And that's what I'm going to help you with this week. That is my goal to have um, an, an, just an absolute 100% purging of 2020. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? You know, let's just remember 2020 was this unique shared experience. We all have gotten through it. We're all a hell of a lot tougher than maybe we thought we were. Um, You know, 2021 is going to have another unique set of experiences awaiting for us, I am sure. And so will the following year and the year after that, year after that. Hopefully we're all blessed with dozens of years. But the reality of it is, is that each of these years are going to unfold in different ways. But here's what you do know at this point. You can control, you can't control necessarily how you, your first, um, you know, your first feeling, right? So when you're feeling overwhelmed, uh, you can't, or stress for that matter, or fear, what you've got to understand is there's nothing wrong with you. That's a natural, normal thing, especially after this year. All of us have been, you know, firing off in our brains at these heightened states out of just these, the constant never-ending barrage, even if you're media-free like Julie and I are. We listen to a couple podcasts. We listen to Ben Shapiro and a couple other things. We try to listen to you know, different political things on a very, very mild level just to sort of keep ourselves frosty. But really, we do not listen to any media whatsoever. Uh, you know, podcasts, that'd be the extent of it. And certainly nothing mainstream, certainly no cable news, certainly nothing that, you know, nothing like that. But even with our, you know, our absolute ability to stay media-free, we have felt it through other people. We have felt the stress through other people. When we were walking around the Mall of San Juan yesterday, I felt it. I definitely felt it. Walking around amongst all these other people and there's all these little stickers on the ground telling you to stay six feet, you know, and then there's these people that'll give you a stink eye if you don't have the mask on completely. I mean, come on now. The accumulation of that feeling and that stress, it's real. And again, what if some of these people or maybe you are also having other issues as well, you know, financial or health or, you know, who knows what, right? That's a whole bunch of stuff that you weren't necessarily ready to experience in certainly such a condensed period of really less than 12 months, right? But you made it. You got through it. You did it. Now, what I want you to do, again, the purpose of this week's shows is to help you realize that that weight, you should shed it. You should get rid of it. You should set it aside. And I know that's where the sense of overwhelming, the sort of dread that some of you guys are, I think I'm, if I'm reading your messaging to me correctly, this sort of, some of you are really feeling like, oh my gosh, Tim, can we do this again next year? Can I actually pull out another year like this? What if this year gets worse? What if, so your mind is going down this spiral, um, down this hole and on the, there is no bottom to it. And that's what I'm, you know, that's the reason I'm focusing on this topic this week. So hopefully you guys get a lot out of this. Um, and hopefully you will then take this information that I'm passing along to you. And this is what Julie and I have learned from the front lines of coaching. I don't even know how many coaching calls Julie and I have done. I don't even know how many coaching calls our overall organization has done. It's extraordinary. Over a million probably, way over a million. I, Julie and I counted our own uh, private one-on-one coaching calls, the total number we did. And we came, And this was probably, we did this probably seven, eight years ago, and it was over 100,000. I mean, so if you look at, uh, like, if you're going to do something at that level for that long, 
you're going to figure some stuff out. And I think what we're going to share with you this week is a result of us having helped a lot of other people figure out their um, sort of, you know, their sense of stress and overwhelm. And once you realize that you can't control the first emotion, like you can't control the first negative thought, but you can control the second one and that you can decide how you're going to react to the first one. And we're going to show you some very specific techniques, psychological tricks, if you want to call them that, to make it so that you can choose not to carry that burden around anymore. You know, there's an old saying in real estate, and it's important that you understand this, especially dealing with people that are under, you know, financial duress or otherwise. You can show emotion without being emotional. And that's one of the hardest skills to learn in real estate. Any of you have been in real estate for any length of time, you'll know what I'm talking about. We often have to become Dr. Phil for all of our clients, right? You know, and think about what Julie and I do for a living coaching agents, same thing. And it's not professional for you or for me, frankly, to observe the emotions of your customer because then you lose your objectivity. And furthermore, you you essentially are draining yourself and making it so that you're going to not be very effective for the rest of your customers. Now, normally you'll get one customer who's a real you know energy vampire for every 20 or maybe every 30. But I bet you this year was every one of them, right? I bet you this year every one of your customers were like that. So it makes sense. And I'm giving you, if you need it, permission to say, you know what? I am feeling overwhelmed. I am feeling a little stressed. And I am needing um, a relief valve. And that's what I'm going to hopefully give to you the guys this week, okay? You asked for it. You're getting it. Um, and yeah, yeah, hopefully this has an impact on your lives. So listen, guys, I want to thank all of you too. And Julie and I are going to be showing immense gratitude towards all of you for the rest of this year. We do try to on every podcast. I think we're fairly effective at it. Um, but I really am sincerely, um, just overwhelmed with gratitude towards all of you for continuing to make this number and listen to daily podcast for real estate agents. You know, it's really extraordinary is I don't even, I think Julie and I started this podcast seven or eight years ago, back like when no one knew what podcasts were. We originally were doing um, this type of things through uh, webinars. And then we moved to podcasting as soon as I discovered it. And no one was really listening to podcasts back then. You, you had a podcasting app that came on your iPhone and no one even knew what the hell it was. There weren't any, there weren't people making podcasts. And but in that time, we've done thousands of shows, and the podcast has become the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents in the nation. And now, what I'm seeing, which is really extraordinary, it makes me feel um, blessed to be honest with you. I see the podcast now being listened to in over 50 different countries. We're picking up listeners all over Europe. We're picking up listeners in India, the Middle East. Um, and I think it's, the reason is, is because our message is universal. Our message isn't political. Our message is not based in anything other than, frankly, being of service to other people. That's our mission for you on this podcast. And hopefully when you listen to us, that's the mission that you take forward and, and you look, and that's your approach to life because there within that, um, you know, realm of being of service to other people is the freedom or the sense of purpose that you're looking for. Because if you know at the end of the day, your highest and truest purpose on this planet is being of service to other people, it, think about what I just said. That actually frees you from some of the things that would normally cause you stress. It gives you that sense of purpose. At the end of the day, guys, everybody needs, you know, every man and woman needs really three defined things. Something to do with their lives, somebody to love or somebody's to love, and something to look forward to or some things to look forward to. You know, you can multiply all those points. But it's those three things that give us the most sense of direction. And if you start with understanding that you're like that too, um, and then you're realizing the first one was something to do. It's something to do of purpose. In other words, that means being of service to other people. That is where the freedom lies. That is where you will find a 
an unbelievable sense of calm because you'll know you're in alignment with what your highest and truest purpose on this planet is, which is to be of service to other people. And hopefully you guys feel that on this podcast. I certainly uh, feel that way when I talk with all of you. And by the way, when you're going to message me, do not stop or do not start messaging me by apologizing that you're messaging me because I give my cell phone number out for you to text me. <laughs> if you want to message me something, if you need help with something, you know, sometimes I'm just going to, you know, message back a, you know, a smiley face. Other times I'm going to direct you towards something that's helped another coaching client in the past. I might suggest you read a book. You know, I might suggest you listen to a specific podcast in the past. I, who knows what, right? But don't apologize for acknowledging um, and thanking and showing gratitude. I, I am inviting you to. So if you guys ever need just to message us about anything, um, and it just, it's just anything. Anyway, you, we want to stay connected to you guys through this new year. And um, we want you to know that that's how we feel about you. And I know a lot of you feel the same way about us. So if you want to text me directly, don't call, text. I won't answer the phone. It's 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. Stay tuned for the show every day this week. I'm going to, you know, Julie and I are going to do our best to really drill down on these points to make them as tactical and practical as we possibly can. We do not wait around in the mindset room realm, um, because really that stuff is sort of just, you know, it's a thick soup of lack of direction. We're going to tell you exactly what to do step by step to get control of your mindset. Please get ready to write down points. I'm not going to share with you my points. I know a lot of you guys do that because you don't want to be listening with intent to the podcast. You'll ask me for the notes. I'm not going to give you the notes because I want you to actually write your own notes and pay attention. And then do feel free to uh, share this podcast with other people. Um, next year, and like I said, for the foreseeable future, is going to create so many incredible opportunities for all of us to be of service to other people. And on the other the other end of that, guys, is you're going to make a lot of money. You're going to be in a position financially that maybe you have never have, would have imagined yourself to be in. And it's all because you've aligned yourself with your highest and truest purpose on this planet, which is being of service to other people. More people you help, guys, the more people you're of service to, the more experiences on this planet you're going to literally afford in the literal sense to have. So keep that in mind as we move forward. I'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.